Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The weekly wrap on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang with you. It is time now for our weekly wrap where we take a look at a headline that everyone's been talking about this week. And in particular, it's the Singapore Progressive Wage Model because that's hit a major milestone on September the 1st as it expands itself to the retail sector. Um, according to data from Singapore's Ministry of Manpower, it has shown that as of 1st September, 197,000 full-time time lower wage workers in the nation will benefit from the PWM's expansion. And if we're going to include things like benefits, security to workers in the cleaning, security, landscape, lift and escalator sectors, we're looking at a total of 221,000 full-time lower wage workers that will benefit from these progressive wage moves. But is the progressive wage model here, well, progressive fast enough? And why are some sectors like F&B still being left out? Let's get some perspective from Trevor Yu, who's Associate Professor Nanyang Business School at Nanyang Technological University. Good morning, Prof. How are you? Good morning, Elliot and Ryan. Prof, this is a good time to have this conversation because uh, it's been about a little bit over a week since all of this has kicked in. I suppose to start off, uh, you must have heard this question a thousand times. What's your view on the progressive wage model? Do you think it's been uh, beneficial to our local wage structure? I think overall, the positives have been quite significant, especially for the sectors in which it has been applied to. I think in terms of wage growth and providing more clarity when it comes to career prospects and uh, emphasizing the role of uh, training and upskilling, I think these have been the main positives so far. Um, As far as the progression of the progressive wage model, if you don't mind, uh, since it was introduced in 2012, there always tends to be this argument that of PWM versus minimum uh, wage. Um, Your thoughts, is it making enough progress? It's been about 10 years now. Yes, it's been about 10 years. And and that's why I think the sense is that because of the success that it has seen in the sectors that it has been rolled out so far, that there's a possibility to do an even quicker rollout to other similar sectors, right? Mm -hmm. There is also, I think, if you are contextualizing to um, the recent conditions or the recent fears about inflation and increasing of prices, that it it could also be adjusted to even do more. But I think overall, as uh, how I uh, replied your earlier comment, I think the positives have definitely outweighed the negatives so far. Okay. Um, Now, we saw a few weeks ago, this was announced that it's going to expand into the retail sector. It's been about a week since that took Mm -hmm. effect, right? But diving back a little bit and talking about, you know, PWM in the retail sector, who exactly in this sector benefits? Well, it's really targeted towards the group of workers that are lowest paid right now. So you can uh, think about like the shop assistants, you know, uh, people who are... Uh, right at the probably the lowest rung of the wage structure right now. And, and that's, I think, the biggest uh, targeted group for this uh, particular round of uh, PWM. And the biggest challenge for, for the retail sector as well because you want to attract talent into this aspect of things. And then on the other hand, you have this whole idea of, oh, make sure you go online. Uh, it's trendy. That's how uh, lots of uh, these shops survive COVID. 
<laughs> what what happens if if you're in this sector and you're not quite covered or your workers were not covered by PWM then? I think then it's a clear signal that where the the future or where the jobs with most potential lie. So I think the the emphasis here is to try to highlight to either if you are a current worker or you are a future worker that you know if you want to enjoy both a decent attractive wage in the short term but also in the long term if you want to have a decent career with a career prospect whereby you know that upgrading or upskilling can bring you uh, significant increases uh, to your salary and even career prospects, then you should be making the choice right now to mm. get into these particular jobs. Yeah, mm. I, I think it's also unfortunate because in Singapore with the education system, high standard of living, we tend to look mm. at this as, oh, maybe it should be just for the foreigners. Uh, mm. But no, it can benefit a large group of people. Um Considering that it's already kicked off since uh, September the 1st, so nine days now, is it yeah. too early to see if the sector is benefiting from this? And I, I guess in line with that question of ignorance, right, how do you adopt this PWM then? So I think, yes, in a way, for some, in some aspects, it's definitely too early. Uh, what is most immediate uh, with this impact would be in uh, definitely the, the salaries themselves. Okay. Right, the, the actual salary level. But some of the other things that it was designed to achieve, some uh, these things like the longer-term career prospects, mm. the uh, encouraging of upskilling and training, and even the expected increases in productivity that would result from that. It's going to take years uh, to, to fully establish, you know, how effective these measures would have had on these other, what we call a medium to long term goal. Right. All right. Do we tend to, as Singaporeans, tend to yeah. uh, not ignore, but maybe we, we kind of miss out on the fact that if you have something like minimum wage, then you have to consider that it could mean higher prices for us. How does the PWM ensure that pricing for consumers still remains well competitive but fair? I know that might be a tough one to, to deal with. Yes, I think this is, has been one of the key challenges, especially mm. from the point of view from employers. Okay. Uh, especially okay. in the current climate of also uh, increasing price of supplies and all, all, all of that. I think the, the way that the PWM is structured is uh, designed to deal with these issues from a uh, supportive point of view. So in, in the meantime, of course, I think uh, employers and businesses would have an issue trying to meet uh, the increased costs in yeah. terms of labor that will come from uh, higher salaries. But the government has taken positive steps in terms of setting up a support structure mm. and uh, to, to support businesses through this. And I think that that's why the rollout has tended to be more measured in this uh, respect because they have to obtain the buy-in okay. from the unions, uh, from the employers themselves, and therefore to make sure that the support measures are already in place, the administrative procedures are already in place, so as to help the employers um, adapt 
to this change as a result of this policy. Right. Is that the reason why there are still some sectors, say for example, FMB, that's not yeah. part of this PWM model? That, that's why it's going to be a phased rollout. Right. right? So even though uh, the announcement was made that it will be eventually extended to food services mm. and waste management and even across different occupations, uh, no matter what business, right? Mm. Uh, that's why I think it's a more of a uh, measured face-by-face uh, -face rollout. Mm. Yes. Mm. It, it, quite interesting, though, that, that it's taken so long for FMB when you consider how much of a food nation we are. And mm -hmm. I mean, you and I have surely been out and about since uh, yeah. restrictions have lifted even more. Mm -hmm. And you see a lack of staff. You know, people just don't want to get involved with this because they mm -hmm. know the risk of taking on such a job. Yes, yes. And that is why I think uh, the two main considerations here when we are targeting both salaries and both uh, career progression is uh, to recognize the fact that when, when workers are looking for a new job or when workers are looking to start working, right, mm -hmm. uh, the two main factors that they consider, pay and career prospects. Okay. So I think that this is a way of looking at both uh, in the short term and the medium and long term and, and try to not only attract workers into these sectors, but also uh, in the long term, uh, retain them as well, which is a key consideration. All right. I've been speaking with Trevor Yu, who is Associate Professor Nanyang Business School at Nanyang Technological University. Prof, appreciate your time this morning. Take care and have a great day ahead. You too. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.